And welcome everybody to the Between Two Wheels podcast. This is Tyler Yonke welcoming you back for episode 157 on today's show. We're going to talk, you know, Dr. Ferrari, he's just out there helping cyclists in need. We're going to talk about that. Tour Down Under is done and over, but it's like Groundhog's Day all over again. Bernal decides to ride like Garrett Thomas. We'll talk about what that actually means. Is he riding or sliding? Um, NorCal cycling starts off, big things to come. We've got crits going on, winners and losers, some things that make you go, hmm, Remco, he's the man, coming up. Okay, well, we're back. We're, um, we've had cycle, we had, we had bike racing here in Northern California and there's things going on. Look, the Southern hemisphere, it's got cycling stacked up there. They're doing that in, um, what's that called? Australia. It's a whole continent down there. So tour down under finishes up. They've got San Juan down there, uh, in Argentina. We're going to talk about that one. Um, Dr. Ferrari, we've got all kinds of stuff. You want it? Which one do we talk about first? Let's talk about how about Remco. He defies age and he says, it's no barrier. I'm going to win in Argentina. And he does so. The tour of San Juan. Look, this young Decoina Quickstep phenom, 20 year old. He becomes the youngest winner of the tour of San Juan. I think it's been going on since 82. Let's just say 82. I think that's the actual number. So it's been going on since 82. He's the youngest winner to be, uh, and that's, that race had some climbing in it. it had some weird sprint. It looked, have you have you watched it? Actually, the video, the 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 footage of it this year was much better than we've seen in the past. Before, it looked like it was handheld cameras on the side of the road, some on some fleeting motorbikes going here and there. Uh, this year, a little bit better. They had better coverage. GCN covered it live on YouTube. Pretty awesome. Uh, and then they had some good recaps that we saw on there. Uh, but the sprints are interesting. The finishes are interesting. They have confetti cannons going off. Kaboom. Uh, right at the finish. I was like, luckily, this time it's after the finish line. But still, it's a little bit harrowing. You get these guys sprinting. Gaviria winning stages. Comes across the line. He posts up and <laughs> gets shot in the face with a bunch of confetti. I'm surprised no one's gone down. Plus, they have the barriers lined. It just looks weird. It looks more... Um, harrowing, I think, than you have it in some, even though it's very similar to other races. But anyway, it's Tour San Juan down in Argentina. Remco, they have uh, Gaviria win some stages. Uh, United, uh, Israel Startup Nation is buckling with them. You've got Decoin Quick Step in there. They have stage three. Uh, Remco, they have a time trial. He just goes flat out. He beats what, Ghana. Was that the guy uh, in second place? Uh, beats him. He cleans everyone's clock in that in that pretty much uh, very impressive. Uh, McNulty of UAE, the uh, American, did fairly well uh, on that as well. And then he come into stage. F so Remco wins the the time trial. He's in the lead. They come into stage five. It's got a decent climb in it, but ha halfway through or so, uh, they get split up. And Remco's on the wrong end of that split. It looks like he's probably going to lose out on the race altogether. Ends up clawing his way back. Does a lot of work to get back up there. Next thing you know, he's on the finishing climb with a group of like six, seven, eight. Uh, Ghana's up there hanging on. It's not a steep climb. McNulty's up there. Uh, I think you have a local Colombian. Uh, I think um, Oscar Sevilla is still hanging around. He's my age. Actually, he's like 43. But uh, he's got that baby face. Maybe that helps. Or maybe it's the baby's blood that he <laughs> that he's consuming to stay young i don't know um it's always a little suspect because i think he uh, he was implicated in operation puerto uh we'll talk a little bit more about drug doping coming up as we hinted there with dr michelle uh mckelly uh, fry either way remco ends up hanging on i think he's third on our fifth on that day uh mcdolty was third 
ends up with the win. Um, Ghana, uh, Gaviria ends up getting another stage win, I think, on the last day. He ends up doing it. So San Juan, they, they gave us Gaviria, gave us Brandon McNulty, it gave us Rem, uh, Remco Evanpol. Uh, very impressive. Uh, Raleigh Cycling was also, uh, I think Colin Joyce was in the break yesterday and then going solo. So they were always in the mix trying to shake it up and, and get off the road and see what they can do. So that was impressive. But just remember, winning the Tour of San Juan does not necessarily mean you're going to be have a great year. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have a great career. It may not even mean that you sign a contract for the next year uh, with your team. Remember, what, 2014, Phil Guyman wins stage six down there, uh, second overall in GC. Next year, he was downgraded to continental level uh, with Optum. So eh, it depends on maybe who you are. Do you think that's going to happen with Remco? No. Uh, it's probably bodes well for him, what you're going to see from him, and also uh, I think Brandon McNulty. So uh, congrats to all those guys, and it was really cool to see you know some racing in there. We, okay, so we also had, like to mention, let, let's cue it up here. What's that? First ever. Oh. Pro Cycling Rap 2019. Astana. New season is coming soon. They rap. This is Astana They race. Right, and, and what else do they do? They, they evidently meet with Michele Scarpo, uh, Ferrari. Uh, in the news, Jacob Fulsong and Lutsenko have been linked. Now, this is what is it, the CADF? It's it's a it's a governing it's a quasi. I'm not sure exactly how what they are, but I think they do drug testing for the UCI. And there's a report now. It's linked leaked out there that they are possibly the ones to. Um, have done an investigation that that uh, Fulsang and Lutsenko, I'm just throwing this out, by the way, I don't know too much about it, but that they were linked to a scene hanging around with Dr. Uh, Ferrari. Look, Dr. Ferrari, Michelle McKelly, uh Ferrari, he coached Lance Armstrong, uh, Vinokurov, he did, uh, who else did he did here? Uh, Tyler Hamilton, I think as well. <clears throat> Um, so he's banned for life and with him being banned for life, look, this is with, with the, I think the Lance and chasing the guy down Scarponi, uh, in the tour that one time, cause he was coming out, uh, testifying against him and Lance wasn't happy about that cause Ferrari was his friend. Um, but anyway, he's banned for life Ferrari. And so, well, so is Lance for that matter. Um, and so if you're meeting with him or you're using him, uh, evidently as a, as a coach, then you could get a two year suspension as well. So. Now Astana's thrown into the link of what's what's going on here. You've got um, Lutsenko. I don't know if he did, but Fulsang definitely came out and, and was saying he hadn't done anything. Um, <laughs> but but we've got to step back a little bit because remember you, you've got Astana. Astana is linked to all kinds of. I got a nice little. I just looked up here online a brief history of Astana scandals. Now this was written in 2015. So you've got uh, pretty interesting. Um, they withdrew their Astana's right to race in the world. This was back in 2015, having found a big difference between the policies and structures that the team presented to the License Commission in December and the reality on the ground. Astana found themselves at the center of controversy with a number of doping scandals in 2014, including Iglinski brothers, Maximum and Valentin, both testing positive for EPO with a two-week period while two of the Continental Squad riders also failed tests. I think 2014 was the year, um, was it Aru and Nibali were just killing it. 
uh, at the at the Giro that year, and there was a little bit of suspect about how they were doing. The squad suspended themselves from racing in an eight-day stretch after the Ginsky scandal in accordance with the movement of the credible cycling, the MPP, MPCC rules, missing out the final World Tour race of the year, the Tour of Beijing. Oh, bummer. Uh, last year's positive or not isolated controversies, however, the team began on an unstable foundation that continues to shift and creak, going from one scandal to another throughout their brief history. This is, once again, 2015 by Gregor Brown, wrote this, uh, still continues today in 2020. Here's take a look at the Kazakh team's eyebrow-raising moments over the past few years. Troubled start. Um, Kazakh business took the name uh, Astana after their nation. Remember, I think they came from Liberty Seguros, who had been part of, yeah, Liberty Seguros. Vinikurov convinced Astana to take over his sponsorship after his team uh, were implicated in the Operation Puerto <laughs> doping investigation midway through 2006. Vino won the 2006 Volta Espana and went on to lead the team. This is his blood doping in the 2007 tour. Crashed, fell out of contention, still won two stages. Anti doping test, however, showed he had doped by transfusing someone else's blood. Whoops. Organizer ASL kicked him out of the, uh, after at the two and asked the standard to leave as well as race near its climax in the Pyrenees. After the tour, the anti-doping testers then tracked down Vinicuro's teammate, Andre Kashikin, Cassius King, as they like to call him, to a holiday villa in Turkey where the samples taken tested positive for homologous homologous <laughs> blood transfusion. Reports at the time suggested it was riders within the peloton were so aggrieved by the by Kashikin's uh, obvious doping that they themselves reported him to the UCI. Eh, back in 2007, do you think that was, <laughs> was really the case? Probably not. Um, but anyway, uh, he was maybe maybe he was that that doped up that he, even to them it was egregious. Then what happens? You bring in uh, Brunil. Johan Brunil takes over as the manager in 2008 after the scandals. You got to bring that clean guy in to clean up the dirty pool. And, you know, he's just that chlorine you need for that. Uh, came with several discovery riders, including Conchador, another clean rider. With further details of the Operation Puerto in hand and Vinicurillo's blood doping case still lingering, the Tour de France organizer ASO barred Astana from the 2008 race. Brunil received a last-minute invite from the Giro and won the race with Contador. Surprise. And you've got Armstrong. Lance Armstrong returned 2009 season with Brunil uh, and they directed him to the top. Goes on and on. Then you have Armstrong versus Contador. Contador stripped of his Tour de France title, bribery allegations. Um, remember Liege, Besson Liege, and Vinokurov and Kolobnov? Kolob, Kolob, some of those guys. Uh, I think that's been cleared up by the Belgian courts since then that said that he did not conduct fraud. Eh, what did he? Maybe. Um, licensed commission to review the Astana racing scandal in 2014. Saw the team refer to the UCI's independent license commission who were to assess their management and antidoping policies with a chance of revoking it. Well, they didn't revoke it. So, look. Um, then the UCI requests a standard world tour license be revoked after audit findings. A um, lot of hand slapping, a lot of wrist slapping, no real actual consequences for that team. And look, my buddy Chris kept sending um, texts today. I guess, you know, you can see like the world. Look, uh, Jacob, I, I gave him as one of the accolades for the season ending 2019 as one of the great riders, you know, Liege, uh, Daphne. He, so he had, he had quite a really good season. Um, I think he won a stage in the Vuelta as well. Um, so, but he's not testing positive. So, and, and look, he, Chris is sending me the text of, of 
his profile is mapping out his graph of world tour points in the last few years. And, you know, he's suspect to nothing. And next thing you know, he's a rising star. So, yeah, I get that. The, those charts don't do anything other than lead to suspicion. They don't do any proof of anything because maybe, as, as Kurt was saying, maybe he's sleeping nine hours instead of eight hours a day now. And hence his uh, improvement in the world tour. Maybe. I don't know. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll probably find out, or maybe we'll, maybe they'll slap their wrists once again without much happening. So look, Astana and performance enhancing and illegal illegalities, they go together like peanut butter and jelly, like JLo and Shakira. No. Okay. Anybody enjoy the, the Super Bowl uh, halftime show? It's like the golden girls on a pole. All right. Um, down under racing continues. Okay, so tour down under. Last we had spoke, tour down under was getting under what it was almost done. So I'll recap the last few a little bit, and then the Cadell Great Ocean Road Race. Odd name, especially when you use the acronym for all that. Anyway, tour down under. Um, Richie is not winning it. I think at the time we had left off. Uh, Impy was in the lead. Um, Joey Roscoff was making his move for the King of the Mountains, and he kept getting in the brakes. This came to fruition on the Wollonga, the last stage of the race. They do like a, a big race, uh, like a loops, and then they hit and they do Wollonga, little Wollonga loops. Um, they go up that race, uh, that hill twice. They go once, then they come back up and they finish at the top. Um, first time through that they had like a four and a half minute or so lead. Joey Roscoff is only you know, leading GC or behind a GC by 50 some, 56 seconds, I think, somewhere in that range. And so, look, all he has to do is beat uh, Richie or Impey up the, the, the Wollonga by that much, and he gets the, the overall. Coming into it the second time, their, their lead is down to maybe two minutes, and it's going more and more as they're hitting the climb. Uh, Richie ends up igniting it. He ends up putting the new KOM on that climb. I think he gets 6.30, and the previous had been closer to seven minutes, which is interesting. Um, uh, Nilsson Palace ends up doing a 7.03, I think. It's like the 10th best recorded time up there. Richie Port, however, ends up catching the guys in the break, and one guy stays with him and ends up winning the stage. So he doesn't win the stage for, what, six straight years? Um, or he had won it for six and not the next seventh, but um, he ends up hanging, you know, just right, the guy out kicks him at the end. Uh, Richie ended up has enough time on everybody else and he ends up getting to the tour down under the win bravo he finally gets his win uh, does that once again san 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 juan tour down under is this gonna mean anything uh eh, i don't know it's good to see richie you know look he put put good time in uh up Wollonga. you know best is overall time so he still got it whether he's got it for the tour de france or not will yet to be seen does he have a tour a team to go with him? You know, he brought a more of a climbing specialized type of team with him this year. So maybe, you know, one thing I just thinking of climbers, I, I noticed uh, Tour San Juan, one of the ones that was kind of making their go down there was Martin Guillaume. He had been with Wanty Group Gobert last year, and I just noticed he's with Kofidis this year. So maybe he's making a move up. Um, kind of a rider I like, enjoy watching. He, he'll get a top 15 at the tour, but maybe, I don't, does, uh, Kofidis have anybody else? I don't know why I'm, I'm distracted on that. Anyway, the Cadell's Great Ocean Road Race, that one um, took place this weekend. And I think there was a group of six or so that got away. And in the end, you had Impy, Sivakov, uh, Drevenin, Dries, Devenins, uh, Kikilari, Jens, uh, Dylan Van Barl, 
I think those were the guys off there in the front, Jay McCarthy, and then the group behind them had Ewan and Viviani and a few other Yates. Um, but as it was, that group of six ended up getting away. And, and then it came down to Sivakov and Dries Devenins, and Devenins outkicked him at the line with the win. Uh, second was uh, Pavel Sivakov uh, of Ineos. Interesting with Ineos, they just announced uh, that they had signed Cameron Worth. He is, you know, he's, he used to be with Cannondale. Uh, then he's, but the last six years or so, he's been doing um, triathlons, doing, uh, you know, the Ironman. Uh, really, I think he's the best on the bike for that <laughs> for that, that sport. Um, but they signed him for the Great Ocean Road. I guess he's going to do a little bit of riding with Ineos. And so, anyway, he did that race down there with them. Uh, Might have been just to take... Um, Ineos, who they they this one of the guys had to just retire. I don't know why his name is slipping me now, but um, he had a heart condition, so he's no longer in the team. And so they they brought him on. So anyway, Daryl MP had a chance to win that. All he had to do is probably stay with the group, and he would have been able to outkick him in the women's race. Uh, Leanne Lippert ended up, I think, soloing on that for Sunweb. Second place was uh, Arlenis Sierra of the Astana women's team. No relation to the drug problems with the other Astana. Uh, Amanda Spratt, the Mitchell Scott in third, and Taylor Wilde, the USA in fourth. Chloe Hoskins in sixth. Leah Kirchman in fifth. So Sunweb, two in the top five. Rally gets one up there. Trek gets one up there. You know, your typical uh, names for the women. Um, Lauren Stevens of Chipko in seventh for the USA. Ruth Widner in eighth for the USA. So they, they did well. Congratulations for them. I think the Sun Herald tour is going on right now for the women and then the men and will be going on. And I believe um, Nelson Palace will be doing that as well for EF Education First. Brunel. Brunel went down. I said he's, he's riding like uh, like Garrett Thomas. What I mean by that is he's crashing. Garrett Thomas likes to slide out and crash a lot. So he's doing the uh, Colombian National Championships down there. They had the time trial. I think Nairo won that. Second place was Martinez, and then Bernal, I think, was third. And in the road race, uh, Huguita of EF ends up winning that with Bernal in second. I think Martinez of EF was in third. So he went down 40K to go, slid out really fast on downhill, um, but was able to get back up, get him back in, and, and do pretty well. But 40K, 40K to go, and he still got beat up. Higuita, uh, we saw him at the Tour of California. Uh, impressive. I think he had, uh, did he have a stage win also at the Vuelta last year? I want to say he did. He didn't have a, a stage win at the Tour of California. He, he was second, I think, to, uh, to the uh, UAE Slovenian. Uh, but uh, he was kind of a midway season acquisition, so good for him. And congrats. So I don't know what that gets you for. You know, it's, it's interesting. You see Columbia, time trial, you know, we've talked about that before last year. Uh, and going into the Tour of Swiss, <clears throat> Tour of California, hey, Bernal, he's the reigning national time trial champion. You know, he's obviously going to ride well. Well, but when he's winning it over Martinez or uh, Nairo, I mean, you're not, you're not talking about Dumoulin types here. So um, that country likes to climb, and those guys do climb well. All right, NorCal. NorCal, we had our season opening criterium, the Cal Aggie crit. We do that course two times a year at least. Um, later on, it's called Lampart Crip. It's put on by Sat Golden Wheelman. This time it was put on by Cal Aggie uh, Davis. Is it UC Davis? And um, it's the first big crit of the year. We've had some practice crits in Clovis, uh, one of the early bird there in Pleasanton. 
but this one is the big crit of the year. And you know, that race used to get a lot of um, participants. Participants have gone down this a little bit. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but good weather, mostly safe. Uh, personally, I did the Masters 45 race. Uh, we had putting up a video of that one should be up shortly. We also did the 35 Masters race. Uh, we put a video up of that this last weekend. Um, the 35s was won by John, uh, Jeff Scott of Data Driven. Thank you. And the 45s is won by uh, John Novikov of Data Driven. Thank you. I had a little bit to do with both of those. Um, great teamwork. Good fun out there. A lot of good racing. Um, you know, Sayers is out there for Touchstone. Chris Baker, unfortunately, wrecked his bike. Chris Espy. You had uh, Thirsty Bear with Claudio and Jason Grafath. Those only two for those. Um, you had uh, Folsom Bike brought out a whole contingent. Those they're going to be a threat at more this year to come. A uh, lot of good, lot of good racing out there. Um, some Sat Gold Wheelmen were out there. Some Davis riders. Uh, anyway, it was good. So then they had the threes, and I think it was um, I want to say Jason Lee of Trainer Road won that race, and Chaz Halbert of the Phoenix uh, Cycling was I think he was second, fifth, somewhere in that range. But uh, Jason Lee also has a video out there, so check take a look at that for that race. And then the P one two three, you had uh, Creighton Gruber, Creighton Gruber of Mike's Bikes, their new acquisition for the young uh, young riders riding for them this year. He wins that race in a breakaway, and Jeff Linder puts out a video, pretty good one for that one, with he and Chris Reichert breaking down. They had Reichert, they had Linder, they had. Uh, Andrew Shimizu, they had Creighton Gruber. So um, I don't know if there's anybody else on that team for there, but they, they ended up winning it. They won the field sprint too with Linder. Uh, oh, uh, Matt Chatleong. So it's it will be interesting to see. It looks like Matt was leading out Linder. Uh, I almost thought it would be the, the, the opposite since Linder uh, doesn't have the, quite the kick that Chat does. But, I mean, uh, that, that'll be interesting to see either way. Look, it's full commitment. And you can see that with our video about – committing to your sprinters. We had that with John Novikov in the 45s. We just got on the right train and he ended up catching um, Sayers. You just have to get, he and I work really well together. And so he trusts me, I trust him. And that's kind of the way you have to do it with your guys. And those two guys have it as well. So um, look, Mike's bikes, look, I, I <laughs> vegan cyclists just put out a video of Clovis practice quit crit and uh their team won it was like 15 of them out there not of the team but 15 or so riders um mark tucker bagley a bunch of these guys uh but someone put on the comment section i really like to see a lead out um competition you know with a grace race with the the vc team i don't know what they're called now and mike's bikes and i'm like I, I don't i don't think that's the uh, same quality no offense I think Mike's is gonna gonna win that one hands down every time. Okay, <coughs> next sorry, next coming up on the races is Cherry Pie. It's coming up President's Day weekend. That's out in Napa. Uh, new course out there that we've done last few years. I assume it's the same one in a kind of a parking lot. And it, you'd think what kind of weird? And it is a bit weird, but it's just weird enough that uh, I enjoyed it personally. So um, hope to see you guys out at Cherry Pie. You get a chance last year. Little pie. A uh, little bit of cherries. You get a cherry pie. You get you get some prizes. Maybe you get to be the best of your friends. I don't know. How about some things that make you go hmm? 
Well, well, well. NCNCA racing. I'm going to talk a little bit about this. Field size. It's uh, it's a little disappointing. Um, we had the race out at the Cal Aggie and look, you have, you've seen these over the years. It's the first race of the year. Everyone's showing up. It's usually a big deal. Uh, but this year, especially one to, to fields kind of take a look and see how it, bad it is getting is because sometimes races show up for different ones, but usually the cat threes is one that has a big contingent. And sadly this year, I noticed the cat threes, you can see this in Jason Lee's video, uh, just a small field and, um, nothing, you know, those guys are showing up. Look, we're doing multiple races. I did the 45s. I did the 35s. I could have done the P one twos, but I didn't, uh, other people were doing the P one twos or doing the 30, you know, there's a bunch of different races. I mean, it's actually P one, two, three. So you can mix all that in there. And so people are doubling up and they're doing their best, you know, to support this, but there were, there were, there's just less riders and it was noticeable with that field. Cause you usually it's a big field. So it was very noticeable. And then, but the most maybe striking was the, the, the women, there were, I think one woman showed up for the P one, two race one. So they just put her in with, I think the men or one of the other races, cause you know, run a race was just, it's no fun for that person showing up. So it's at that to me, there was uh, same with the 45s. There were a few, uh, two or three, I think women that raced with us in there just so they can have someone to race against. So they're not, they're not uh, those, you know, we've seen a lot of them. They're posting online, they're doing their camps, they're doing their pictures, but how about we get out to the race? Um, so it's a little disappointing, not just the women. I mean, it's it's kind of indicative when you see, you know, one or two out there, obviously, but you know, the, like they said, the threes field that maybe has 20, that used to have 70, uh, that's, a, that's a big deal. Or even the, the P12s, the masters, all of these. I don't, I don't know where, where everyone's going. Um, people had some, I may, maybe we'll see a, a resurgence during the year, but it's just uh, something to think about. Uh, mailbag. Uh, let's talk about this real quick. So I put out a video of our race there at Cal Aggie. There were six and a half laps to go. There was Mike Sayers, Jason Grafath, uh, Chris Baker, and then one other guy, and not local, uh, they were in the break. And they were working really well together. I had made the contention that, from my point of view, and our team of having six riders that we were going to be able to bring this break back. Jason Griffith says, no, they would have stayed away because they were working. Really well. We don't, we don't actually know. And you know, um, he could very well be right. I could be right. I just think, uh, we were motivated enough to do what we could. So he just wrote, uh, he says until we hit the deck, cause they crashed out. That's the, that's the issue. These guys went down in the little chicane six and a half to go. It's actually a bummer, but th this is what he says on it. Um, and, and I encourage you to watch the video on there. Uh, until we hit the deck, it looked like our gap was increasing to the field and we were three strong riders that were working well together. Remember, there were four of them <laughs> in the break, so I don't know what the other guy was doing, including the 45 race. No other break was working together that like that. We won't know whether or not it was going to stick. Good job setting up the win on the day. Yep, thank you, I appreciate that. Yes, um, and Sean Bagley chimed in, nice work guys. I appreciate that as well. Um, you're right, Jason, we don't know. And sadly, Jason uh, had a wreck uh, afterwards, commuting to and from work, hurt himself. So we really wish you the best. And um, also Chris Baker, I don't like to see anybody. It's, it's, you don't like to see people crashing out. Uh, look, uh, for any sporting event, I like to see affirm affirmative wins. You know, I don't like to see a guy lip out a putt to lose, uh, miss a field goal. I mean. I wouldn't have mind that in the Super Bowl or anything like that, but uh, if, but I like to see it when people win it, and it's just a sporting part of me that's I like that aspect more often. So it would have been more 
I, I would have enjoyed it more had we have chased them down and won that way rather than crashing out. It's it's no good. And, and you know, the sport these guys are awesome racing and they're nice guys, so you don't like to see that anyway. So Jason, um, well taken. Uh, I think we would have got you. You can you can um, feel that you would have stayed away. We're both we're both who knows no no ill will. Just want you to know that. Uh, and next time we'll 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 chase you on next time. All right. How about some winners and losers? Winners, Matthew Vanderpoel. I mean, he wins cyclocross again, world championships. I did not see anything other than he won. Someone out there could probably talk uh, infinitum about it. Uh, he looked dirty. His bike looked clean. Um, someone check his contacts and see if he has McKelly Ferrari in his contacts. That's the only thing that would make me suspect his uh, three wins. Uh, how about some losers? Um, we just talked about him, Astana. Uh, and actually the world of cycling when you have this. So what if you're a good racer and you, maybe you get a new coach, um, maybe you go through a different change in your life, you know, and it, it, it kind of reminds me of this. Um, Rohan Dennis had said, you know, he quit the tour de France. I bashed him for that. Um, then he said it was personal problems. I kind of bashed him for that. And now he's revealing more and it's kind of like the cancer shield. He's like, look, it's family. It was, uh, I, I didn't, I preferred to not finish the tour over getting a divorce. Kudos to you. If that's the truth, all power to you. You should be doing that. Uh, I congratulate you for uh, prioritizing your life in such a manner um, to your wife over the tour. Totally understand why she's not understanding why the tour is important to you. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I'm kidding. Okay. But it, it, it just goes to understanding that we have, we have priorities out there and, and, and things go, um, and maybe it's like that. He's got a down issue. Maybe he's depressed or maybe you're, you find a new coach and you, you find your, your wife is really supportive and you come out of like mediocre training and you're training better and your life is better and your cycling is better and you start getting better. And then someone says you're meeting with, um, with, with Dr. Ferrari and, uh, you know, the imputation there is that you are dirty. So maybe all your, you're like, I'm just good and successful. So the loser in this whole thing is just cycling because it's so much rumor innuendo. And, you know, we're looking at charts about their guys, how many points they're getting for, you know, the racing now. And instead of just being like, Hey, you know, maybe this is just someone who's, who's, who's actually good and you know, is qualified and, and doing the, the hard work, put it on the hard work and that's actually making it better. So the loser cycling with these rumors and, and, you know, Lance and you guys, you know, actually goes all the way back. You know, uh, Eddie Merckx was drugged. Um, Tommy Simpson was, you know, died on the mountain for doing that kind of stuff. It goes on and on and it's always in the sport and you know, it's just, it's just kind of the way it is. And it just kind of, kind of sucks. All right. You know what? That was a short one today. We're, we're going to just go on. We're going to uh, go to the next uh, episode. The next time we have it out there, there's plenty of cycling to be had. So I hope you're watching it. Uh, once again, check us out on YouTube. Go ahead and hit the little subscription thing. Maybe tag us in your notifications so that you get a little the little bell so you get that. Um, check us out on any of the platforms you have. We try to post some things out to our Facebook page as well, our Twitter, any of the other places you can find us. And you have questions, join in on the comment section. Just throw them out there. We'll try to read as many as we can. Uh, and as always, subscribe, share the show, tell your friends about it, enjoy the racing, and you know, beyond that, we just we just want to tell you, we enjoy you as a, a, a li faithful listener, and um, we'll see you at the races. Thanks. Oh.